Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tesla of Wrestling.com, joined by Robert D. Felice tonight to talk about WWE Friday Night SmackDown. Robert, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing about as good as one can do on a Friday night when you got GCW on a Sunday night. And I'm, I'm just very excited. And we saw some GCW superstars. We saw a GCW superstar. Maybe the most ultraviolet superstar in the history of GCW on tonight's episode of SmackDown. And who might that be, Robert? Uh, of course. Dive it in. Let's go. Let's talk about it. Jeff Jarrett, <laughs> the low-key greatest of all time. I'm really starting to get on this bandwagon. Jeff Jarrett's got a career like nobody else, and I'm so excited to see him on Sunday wrestling Effie, and he was on SmackDown tonight with Rick Boogs and old Shinsuke Nakamura, and I like it. I, I'm a Jeff Jarrett, Mark. I think legitimately not like last week where i said i enjoyed boost you know like I, jeff jarrett's my guy like, I, I like jeff jarrett i think no matter what you've got to respect jeff jarrett uh, for what he has done for what he's still doing robert you mentioned he will be competing at gcw the world on gcw on sunday it's a little sidebar i'll be covering that here for Russell zone on sunday so uh if you're watching the show if you're not watching the show i've got you covered you know I'm, i'll be watching along i'm looking forward to it jeff jarrett uh and, and effie will be a good one and maybe that's why i was not exactly expecting to see effie uh, sorry. Wow. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine Effie popped up on SmackDown? A, that would that's be a different show. That oh is a my different gosh. show entirely. Effie shows up on SmackDown, and <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't. It was Jeff Jarrett. Still, uh, I, again, I didn't expect that. We know Jeff Jarrett's been doing his thing with GCW uh, and, and other things. He's doing great stuff. But it was cool, right? Jeff did uh, Double J, uh, and you had a fun interaction with Rick Boogs. On paper, I, I wouldn't have called this, uh, but you know, now that it happened, I'm like, who else would he have interacted with? You got Jeff Jarrett and the guitar, Rick Boogs and the guitar. Like, it, it well, makes sense, right? It's fine. You know, it was fine. Elias was drafted to SmackDown. But Elias is dead, Robert. That's true. Forgotten? Elias <laughs> is dead. <laughs> Elias. <laughs> oh, <laughs> poor son of a bitch. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm wearing my my uh, the classic Vince McMahon such good ish shirt from the WrestleMania 36 Firefly Funhouse uh, in in honor of this show because we saw plenty of uh, good ish tonight. Uh, let me tell you, um, I say that sarcastically and maybe not so sarcastic. There was good stuff and bad stuff, and everywhere in between. A uh, bunch of comments off the bat. Nesh is saying Eric Bischoff and Double J on I guess what she's calling a quiet episode of SmackDown. I don't think it was quiet. The first out like the first. 10 minutes pretty darn good then we had some a real kind of a lull for a bit and then they uh they packed a bunch of stuff into the second hour there uh we had jeff jarrett and then if you want to dive into another cameo eric bischoff he's back he's better than ever second time in two months uh eric bischoff here on smack well he was on smack raw the first time now he's on smackdown this time robert didn't exactly feel like a meaningless cameo maybe been no. a little little more significant to this one with uh, him teaching adam pierce about leadership I mean, if anybody knows anything about long-term leadership on SmackDown, it is the former executive director of SmackDown, Eric Bischoff, who held that position for a historic month. <laughs> All right? <laughs> Let me tell you uh, about long-term storytelling because Eric Bischoff is back on Friday nights. I love it. I will never get tired of seeing Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff is like... He's just that era for me where I enjoy wrestling. So I want more of Eric Bischoff. In fact, I want Eric Bischoff 
as the GM of SmackDown. You don't got to show up every week. Show up on cameos or whatever, but I'd like to see him in that position. They have referenced a higher power here on SmackDown for quite a while now. We we have some implication that it's not just Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville, that there's somebody above them. Could it be Eric Bischoff? Maybe. I think that's kind of an interesting idea about that. I highly doubt it. I'm just saying, you know, they, they kind of teased it tonight a little bit. And they've definitely teased that, that, that it's somebody. Uh, and obviously, Eric Bischoff very much uh, qualified to do that. But as you mentioned, Robert, even just the general fan enjoyment, and that's just saying, so he enjoys Eric Bischoff as well. Again, just like Jeff Jarrett, no matter like how you feel about them uh, in one way, no matter what, you've got to really respect what they've brought to the business. With Brian saying uh, Bischoff helped launch Jad Tadera, and obviously all of his contributions from WCW, all these things, undisputed. Absolutely, he's, he's just uh, a historic figure in the wrestling world here today. So... If this was one-off for him on SmackDown, cool. If it wasn't, uh, and there's more to it, also cool. I'm, I'm, I'd be curious to see what happens there. But no, those are pretty much kind of back-to-back. There was like just two kind of unexpected cameos, kind of adding a little a little flair to SmackDown here. And likewise, I was saying, oh, you're to see Double J. So th- that was fun. I'm always a fan of these kind of fun cameos, whether they're meaningless or, again, maybe a fish off, maybe a little, more, a little more substance there, or maybe not. I don't know. But to backtrack, the show started with, the bloodline celebrating a bit, a bit, uh, admittedly a little delayed. Roman Reigns' 508 days record-breaking reign uh, as the Universal Champion. They uh, didn't really get much to opportunity to really celebrate. They had a, a nice fancy video package to to honor the occasion. But then, before Reigns could even so much as say "Acknowledge me, Nashville," we had uh, Seth Rollins come out to the ring and just ruin his party. He uh, and this was definitely eye-opening. He referenced. The, the he who, who shall not be named Robert Mox. He referenced Dean Ambrose on, on live on WWE TV, sending the internet into a tizzy. And then also, by in doing so, he was saying that just as he and uh, he said Mox, Dean Ambrose, held Reigns up back in the Shield days, now so too are the Usos holding him up. Uh, pretty pretty good uh, comparison there. So I mean, say, hmm? uh, Rollins saying Mox just eight days before there's a rumored. Forbidden Door, Royal Rumble entrant, huh? Huh? What did that happen, pal? I mean, look. (laughs) My mind would explode if that happened at this point. I think they're so tied together. It's one of the reasons why there was a time where you wouldn't think that Mox would ever leave. Because that shield was such an iconic time in WWE. Maybe one of the last, like, really iconic angles. And yeah, you gotta mention Mox. If you gotta call him Mox, you gotta call him Mox. The world knows who Mox is, you know. But they all—they like to pretend that there is no world out on the outside. Other than I don't—I th- don't think they're allowed to do that anymore when they have the Impact Knockouts champion in the world. I was just gonna say, right? There are exceptions. Maybe they are being a little more, a little more uh, willing to at least acknowledge these things. So that's that's a plus. Uh, but no, I thought this was very good. Good promo. Um, you know, we haven't we had a nice kind of exchange with them last week. Reigns saying that the real star in their household is Becky Lynch. It's becoming pretty getting pretty heated over here. And I continue tonight when uh Rollins set the stage for a big time main event where he said, All right, you know, let's do it. I want to face the Usos because Reigns gave him his word they would not be ever excited for the match. He's like, I don't trust you, I don't believe that to riff off his old catchphrase. So tag team, Rollins, the partner of choosing against the Usos. Problem is. Uh, it raises his mind. Rollins doesn't have friends. Nobody likes this guy. Who would possibly team with Seth Rollins in 2022? Kevin Owens, WWE Raw superstar. 
uh, he of the other side of the brand split, supposedly, arrives to team up with his good old buddy, who he's uh, been teaming up with often here on Raw, or at least kind of working alongside. So, setting stage for a fun main event. We'll talk about that in a bit. But this was it's the first time of the week again, Colin. <laughs> uh, time for me to tell you all that you need to end the brand split because you're not doing anything with it. You've got Raw guys on SmackDown. you got SmackDown guys on Raw. I'm sure there might be a little voice in your head saying no. But no, I think you should end the brand split because it's not worth it. Like, it's it's what are you doing with it? If you're going to do a brand split, then you need to have separate pay-per-views. You need to make the champions feel special. Like we mentioned uh, Ambrose. When Ambrose was champion on SmackDown fighting AJ and they were having separate pay-per-views, it felt special. This doesn't feel special. So you got to do something new with it. I mean, for me at this point, maybe more than anything, the reason to do away with the brand split is because we're just sit here and get mad every time. We're not mad. We just kind of, it's something like that's yeah, a little irksome. Time. You know, it's like got something to talk about. It's like, you know, might as well just not do it anymore because as you just said, like there's no real point to it other than the, you know, the, the very kind of service level. Oh, I'm sure the network executives want the shows to be different. Well, if that's one reason you're doing it anymore, like, and then that's maybe indicative of some other problems. But well, no, well, I, WWE I, most often than not hits different. So you know, it, you just need it. <laughs> well, uh, well, the brand split has not been hitting different lately. It's been very much the same kind of thing. Occasional uh, crossovers and things that really just make it pretty much meaningless. But at the very least, we're going to be trying to be positive. Kevin Owens being on TV is always a good thing. Whether it's on Raw, where he's supposed to be, or on SmackDown, where he's not supposed to be, it's a darn good thing. Sean Nikoff and Owens does bring that excitement. I got to agree. Uh, and this obviously does kind of make you wonder, uh, as we have over on the Raw side of things, how this might play out for the Rumble. For tonight, I mean, it's for SmackDown, it was, on the tag, it was in the, the tag match. But I do feel like, at least as one potential outcome, you could see him, as, as Ness is saying, leading to trouble here in the Rumble, whether that's against Rollins or Reigns, possibly. But uh, at this point, definitely, this match is interesting because, again, I just, I my gut says Reigns, there's no way Reigns loses, but I just don't know. I feel like there's there is a chance that we could see Rollins winning, but DJ pointing out maybe maybe Kevin Owens cost Rollins, and, and then they, they have a feud or something. They're, they have a lot of kind of options here, and it is interesting to think about how they could proceed. Yeah, sure it is. I mean, of course, you know, the, the Royal, this time of the year always allows for anything to happen in the world of WWE. And as I see the comments scrolling by here, I see a comment asking me, how would I explain what I pitched to the networks? And that's simple. Hey, guys, everybody gets Roman. Everybody gets Becky. There, I explained it to the networks. Like, yeah, I mean, this time of year, you know, anything can happen. Everybody's looking to make a name for themselves. Yeah, you know, I that's really the best reason to do it. It's like, why limit, you know, Brock Lesnar to one show or or Roman Reigns to one show? Well, you're like not every... limiting Brock Lesnar to one show. He's able to just go between Ron's. I I mean, as an example, Robert, I'm just saying, like in general, why not? Why not have Becky Lynch on both shows, Charlotte Flair, whoever it might be? I do think there's something to be said to that. Um, but no, especially this week, two, two clear violations, if you will, of, of said brand split definitely does beg the question of up for the rumble here. Uh, potentially again, Kevin Owens may be getting involved, you know, maybe, maybe costs runs, maybe costs reigns, definitely some options. I do want to say, 
hats like hats off to creative or or if it was just Kevin Owens. He had an interview later in the show explaining, hey, y'all remember when I feuded with Rowan Reigns for like four months and the Usos cost me literally, or like at that point, I think it was Jay, cost me every single time. That's why I'm here tonight. That's why I want to fight them and help out my old, my good buddy Seth. I'm like, Robert, it makes sense. And I just love oh, well, 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 uh, one one thing doesn't make sense, but we'll deal with this. You can deal with this with John on the Monday show. And that's he feuded with Rollins for like a solid nine months. And well, now they're just okay, best friends. Okay. But that was that was a, lo- a longer time ago. So we're supposedly just gonna sweep that there, under the rug. There, there's maybe about a good five month distance between that feud and the Roman <laughs> feud. I mean, I just you know, well, if we're gonna ask about logic, let's just ask all the questions. I don't want to contradict myself. I did point it out on the Raw show because uh, that is a big glaring. Like, wow, they had this long oh, rivalry, and now they're over be... there on Raw, like hugging. Oh, we're best friends. This is my guy. It's like, wait a minute. This feud was so long ago. It has several people that were rele- that are now released: the AOP, Buddy Murphy, Big Show, Joe. I mean, did I say some? I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> That was in that feud is now released. Alistair Black, you know, but yeah, I like it. it. It does make a little bit of sense. At least Rollins does have some backup. I don't really, I'll say this. I don't really care because this match, the rumble is going to be awesome. Yeah. Nobody thinks that Rollins is going to beat Roman, except for this rumor that keeps going around that right. like, right. it was supposed to be Rollins and Big E at mania. But like, I don't, that. Yeah, I don't necessarily feel like that's mania. No, no. We'll talk more about the Rumble in a minute, but I have seen that that uh, that rumor as well, and that's that's really the only reason why I'm even doubting. It's like, well, is there any kind of truth to that? I don't know. But speaking of Roman, everything here, DJ is asking the question: Why would Roman cost Usos the match tonight? Do we see the bloodline disbanding? Bruce Usos could cost Reigns. I know. I they're going to draw this thing out. I mean, it's anything's possible, but. Um, if anything, my money would be on Owens getting involved one way or the other, not the Usos turning on him. This was simply, I would think, just Reigns. We've seen this before. Reigns is, is a, a, a like an angry toddler sometimes. He comes out, gets mad, like he's like, "Okay, Rollins is looking a little too good against my against my fellow Bloodline guys here. I gotta I gotta put him down." And even if that kind of uh, the, the consequences may outweigh the immediate benefit, that's what he does. He gets mad and he takes action, he takes charge. The Tribal Chief does what he wants. And I think it was also sending a message. I mean, yeah, Rollins tried to punk him out and be like, "Yeah, they're holding you up now." And Reigns is gonna be like, "No, bitch, I, I, I own them. They don't hold me up from anything." And then he proved that by costing them the match. And like realistically, Rollins is maybe the only person on the main roster not named Brock Lesnar who can defeat Roman Reigns, and there'd be very little questioning about it like maybe rollins mcintyre and maybe lashley because you mean in terms of like believability of like like, believability if roman had to lose to somebody tomorrow yeah those would be the three because rollins has done literally everything he's beaten cena he's beaten brock there's like nobody that rollins hasn't beaten so if he beats roman it's no big deal yeah, I mean, I, I can see that, you know, it seems, again, it's realistic, and that's why I, I'm expressing any even doubt, because like, because it's it feels possible, whereas, you know, um, who do you even 
paste last. I don't even know. Uh, like a Finn Balor. I, you knew it wasn't going to be Finn Balor. Like, <laughs> poor I'm Finn Balor. It's, it's, a, it's a damn let's, shame. Let's, poor Finn oh, Balor. Gosh. This poor guy was like the top guy on NXT, and now he's like, what is he even doing? Is he even declared for the Rumble? I, don't, I feel like he's not. I feel like he's uh, not. That, that's disgusting. <laughs> that's, uh, honestly, that's sad. You know who is declared for the Rumble? Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, who made, ja- who made a jackass out of Sami Zayn tonight by turning the cattle prod against him and uh, putting it where the sun, the sun don't shine and uh, tossing over the ropes in a clear sign that Johnny Knoxville is going to win the Rumble this year because that's that's the thing that had to happen on SmackDown tonight. Let me devil's advocate for a second. Why not? What, like, what is the what is the worst <laughs> thing that can happen? Like, okay, Johnny Knoxville wins the Royal Rumble. Now we're going to WrestleMania, and it's a jackass-themed WrestleMania. Like, you got Steve-O. You got, you know, uh, uh, Darby Allin, maybe? <laughs> like, Yeah, okay. <laughs> forbidden Door? <laughs> Man, Brian, Brian right here, right off the bat, he hates Knoxville being in the Rumble. Hate is a strong word. I strongly dislike it. Um, but you really you, <laughs> say it. Go, go ahead. No, go ahead. You didn't do it. You didn't nah. do it. But I really, really don't like it. I'm just saying yeah. it's not good. Like this, they've got granted not maybe maybe not the depth they once had, but you've probably got at least thirty more people that deserve to be in this match more than him that could actually uh, claim the right to potentially challenge for a title at WrestleMania when. Barring a, a a wild, weird scenario as the one Robert just pitched, you know it's not going to die in Oxville. So it's really just like, what are we doing here? Other than, I guess, product placement or what? I guess whatever you want to call it. Because yes, he does have a movie. I understand. Okay, but I I, mean, I actually prefer like, the WrestleMania, the WrestleMania backlash zombies to this because like this is the Rumble, man. Get him out. And I, I know it's not. I, the first I time. watched Drew Carey in a Royal Rumble. I'm good with this. Giant Oxville needs to come in number one. Omos needs to be number two. And it needs to turn into a bit where he can look into a camera and go, I'm Giant Oxville, welcome to Jackass. Run into Omos. Omos can toss him into the front row, the first row, and then we're done. Like, I'm not offended by this. I'm not offended. I just don't like it. And it's fine. I don't have to like everything. I never like everything that happens uh, on a show. Everybody in front of the show, everybody pointed out, yes, just one year ago, Bad Bunny was doing cool stuff. Bad Bunny, come on. I mean, I don't even, I didn't even know who Bad Bunny was, but at least he I, seemed cool. And then he I, actually he wound up being cool. He had a hell of a match WrestleMania, but it wasn't by winning the Rumble. He was teaming up with Damon Priest when Damon Priest was still cool, facing Miz and Morrison, two highly entertaining people. Like apples and oranges, like that's not the same. And uh, just so that how much time has changed, um, because this has again, barring a wild scenario where actually does win, this to me has a very limited shelf life. Other than surprisingly, yes, he actually has been on SmackDown, feeding with Sami Zayn, uh, making a whole thing of it. So that's cool. Iridian does point out, yeah, it's the slab of the Rumble season. This is not unprecedented. I'm not saying that. Uh, I guess I'm maybe more just saying I don't typically care for this kind of thing anyway. Um, so, and, and now having on SmackDown kind of weekly, we doing it for me. That's fine. It, it, you know, it'll be over and, you know, it'll be over in eight nights and we'll never talk about Giant Knoxville again. And like, you know, it is what it is. Like, Dude, yeah. Shout out to Sam Zane. Sam Zane. The, the ink not, not even dried on his new deal reportedly be signed with WWE. So, reported uh, by Sean Ross Sapp, the Fightful, go to fightfulselect.com. Indeed. There you go. 
Um, you know, I saw that news. I get kind of like Kevin Owens. I'm like, well, I that's what, that's what the, I to do. Good for him. The, the thing is, they're peanut butter and jelly. So, like, once the one signed, I was like, all right, I don't need to see Sammy go somewhere without Kevin. I just, I have no interest. They, they are peanut butter and jelly. Yes. They, they go together. They really do. I agree. It made sense, you know, maybe kind of a, a chain reaction in a way. So it's good. It's good for the company, obviously, to have them both there. Here's hoping that they actually do good things with the two of them. Going to have to wait and see on that one. But someone didn't have to wait and see, Robert. One week after the absolute classic of a match between Kofi Kingston and Madcap Moss, we got the most highly anticipated rematch between two of the top stars on SmackDown just one week later. And then Kofi Kingston won. So it's 50-50. None of it matters until, I guess, no, they'll have a tag team match next week. Because, yes. And then, second time the brand split died tonight. Big E, again, always good to see him. Cool, great, wonderful. Comes out, WWE Raw star Big E. So they have a tag team match for next week. <sighs> this didn't, I just, this is one of the things I'm like, does this need to be a thing right now? Like, hey, Big I, E's on, uh, Big E's on SmackDown. You know, you should do shit in the brand split so the New Day could be together. Hey, look, I figured it out. New Day. You got, hey, 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 uh, Universal, hey Fox, you guys get the new day. You ain't gotta fight about it because you both get the new day. Everybody wins. Everybody wins when there's more new day, and that's that's a good thing. Big and Kofi is not pointing out it's a good thing. It's it, uh, that is good, and again, that's why maybe there shouldn't be the brand split anymore. And I would agree. I just more mean I'm I'm sitting here not so patiently waiting for them to kind of take a look in the mirror and say like, wow, this, this Madcap Moss thing, it's really not doing it because I it's not I just. You know who it's doing it for, and I'm not. I'm not even being a show here. Unfightful. We have a running uh, post of every joke he's told in 2022. So uh, Gisberto Guzzo, it's hitting with him because he's got a running tally of the jokes. I think it's a damn shame. I know uh, Rick Moss was gonna have some big things his way when Heyman was on top of Raw. Good I time. mean, and clearly he's got big things coming his way. But, like, Madcap Moss, he can't just be Riddick Moss who tells bad jokes. Gotta be Madcap. Mad gotta, have, gotta have a dumb name because that's what we do nowadays, I guess. Stuff like Jacket Time is the, the flavor of the season, I guess. Brian Everett, yes, uh -huh. Madcap Moss is a terrible gimmick. I don't really care for it. Uh, if you like the jokes, cool. But I, don't, I will never forget the one joke he made about, like, someone suffocating under one of the Vikings. And I was like, that's not great guy. um yeah. it's it's not good like kevin taylor like, saying he's, he's not funny it's, that's the point like i know he's not supposed to actually be funny but it's just so obnoxious like it's not like oh boo you like no it's it's get off my tv like this is not 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 the performer the character I'm just saying i i long for the day that i don't talk about this because like it's I don't because I like Riddick Moss. I just I like the performer. I'm just saying it's a very, very bad gimmick. That's I don't I like I love uh Baron Corbin should have been a world champion by now. Like badass Baron Corbin doing the lone wolf, uh the bare knuckle uh, golden glove stuff. It's like beat the crap out of people. You're a legit like six foot ten dude. Why is he not running through people? Like that drives me insane. Fun fact, as pointed out in commentary tonight, Happy Corbin has not lost a match, at least on television, since he began, since he stopped being um, what, what, he, what, Sad Sack Moss or, or has, sorry, Sad Sack he, Corbin, whatever he was called. Has he wrestled? Like I don't, I feel Even like he there. hasn't wrestled much this year. 
Though this I mean, year, probably not. Not much. Good, good yeah. for him, though. I mean, he's he's really good. I want to see him win a belt this year. I really do. I think you could do a lot worse than Baron Corbin being a champion of anything. Hey, he could win the Intercontinental title and not defend it for not, for the next like three months and call it a day. I mean, that's the status quo now. <laughs> oh boy, necessarily she likes Happy Corbin. Happy Corbin's fine. Like, I actually kind of I'm more on board with Happy Corbin than Madcap Moss of the two. Uh, and Corbin is great. I think Corbin is, does his best to make whatever he has work. Um, like, oh, Madcap Moss, man, I don't know. But like I said earlier, uh, after the fir- first like ten minutes were cool. Um, big, big lull here. We had Kofi beating Madcap. All right, so that's the tag match next week. And then one week after, Aaliyah beat Natalia in three seconds. We didn't get to talk about this last week because maybe the show. They had a rematch. Then ended with a DQ when Natalia lost her temper. So that happened. Robert, we ain't going to talk about it, but I do want to know your thoughts. What do you think about Aaliyah picking up a three-second win? A world record you know, I don't buy that for a second. Uh, <laughs> no. There, there are other matches that are quicker, uh, namely Rock, Big Boss Man, Spire Series '98. I know that sounds really snarky, but I just, I just don't buy it. But like, good for Aaliyah. Aaliyah's been in developmental hell forever. Good for Aaliyah. You know, like, good for her. I'm just glad that she's doing something on the show. Good for her. Good for the Viking Raiders to be winning matches now. They face the Los Lotharios, uh, I think, what, one week after they became the top contenders to the SmackDown Tag Titles. Los Lotharios, a team in that match, could easily connect the dots that uh, Viking Raiders probably going to win this one, and they did. Uh, again, as we often say, the lack of tag teams here is problematic, but good for the Viking Raiders. I think they're very, very talented. Uh, they just have not even scraped the surface of what they can do with them. But right now, Robert, as as with many of the people on NXT, they're cartoon characters, and therein lies the problem. Well, I mean, they got they got some things good for him. Eric is cute. Ivar, not so much. You know, that's that they got some uh, things good for him. Ivar can pull a turkey leg out of anywhere. It's like, it's, it's fantastic. Like who? Hey, ladies, you didn't. This guy's got the magic ability to pull. Food from thin air. He just got. He has a turkey leg with him at all times. It's great. I, I on the on the real side, I am very excited for the Viking Raiders versus the Usos. I'm surprised they haven't done that match a single time. I really cannot believe they haven't done that yet. You know? Yeah. It's uh, I I like the Viking Raiders. I like War Machine. I like the War Raiders. Whatever you want to call them. They're a great tag team, and they should, you know, get more time in the sun. I agree. I've always been a big fan of them. They back to NXT. I thought they were good when they came up to Raw. Maybe after a couple bumps and bumps along the way, but I thought they really kind of found their stride at one point. Um, and then they, you know, they really didn't do it, do it, do, it, do anything for a while. I think uh, Ivar was out for quite a while, and they got back together. Yeah. Uh, so now they're back in the, in the spotlight here. So I'm glad to, to see that. Uh, as you said, they really haven't faced Uso, so that'll be a fresh matchup. Looking forward to it. Brian and Nash are both saying, hey, you know, why not give them the belts? And Dieter's asking, do we see them winning the titles? I don't uh, know. No. I, it's kind of, I mean, it's in a very... Yes and no. Like, for me, in it a different should. Way, for me, in a different way, it's a, lot, it's a less significant version of the, the Roman Reigns thing. It's like Roman Reigns, dominant champion, is doing great, you know, 508 days. Who could possibly beat him? I mean, the Usos having a great reign. 
And I think you need to really build someone up to uh, believably beat them. And granted, we saw Alpha no, you don't. kind of. It's the tag yeah. team division. No, you don't. You don't need believability in tag team wrestling. You just need two guys and Vince McMahon to wake up that day and go, let's go with them. That's that's basically what you're looking for. I think they can have a really good tag team feud. I think the Usos are great working big dudes who occasionally carry around giant medieval weapons. <laughs> so, you know, the, this might be right up their alley. I also want to shout out the Usos for breaking their own record for the longest reigning tenured SmackDown champion. Shout out to them. They keep doing the thing. They're the reason tag team wrestling exists in WWE. Yeah, I mean, they're having a great reign. They remain the, the top team in WWE. Very for a question of Anthony asking if the Raiders presumably lose, who could possibly take the titles off the Usos at this point? I mean, on SmackDown, there's really nobody. You've got Los Lotharios, Cesaro, and, and Mansoor are kind of a team now. Rich Holland and Sheamus, whose gimmick are that they wear fancy hats. Um, Slim Pickens, Slim Pickens. The New Day is a tag team that exists. And as long as they exist, they can beat the Usos. Fair enough. I've seen it many, many a time. Could happen again. Could continue to, for, to have the, uh, the New Day uh, rack up those accolades there. I mean, there, there are worse things they could do. Um, well, if I understand that one, really at this point, nobody's really sending out otherwise. But I'm sure Viking Raiders Usos will be good. Something that wasn't very good, uh, in my opinion. Naomi, Charlotte Flair, yet another week where we've, we've got to wait and see it play out. Because yet another week where Sonya Deville screwed over Naomi. And the feud just won't end. Sean Acoff saying the feud's boring. It seems that it'll never end. I totally don't care anymore. Yeah. Uh, I, this is dragging. And I think they, they they had something at one point. But I, it's just gone on and on and on. And they're doing the same thing. Sonia came in here. Uh, she she so rudely made little Nate Charles Robinson, the legendary referee, take his, take his referee uniform off in the middle of the ring. Just took it from the man, kicked him out of the ring, took over his special referee, and, and officiated a beatdown and really kind of helped him to beat down uh, of Charlotte Flair on, on, on Naomi. Charlotte Flair wins with this blatant screw job, and as Pat McAfee put it, what in the bright heart is going on here? Sonia Deville rings the bell without even Naomi tapping. Yeah, Brian. Uh, Brian's asking what the game, what the end game is. I don't know. They're going to have a match next week. We mentioned Eric Bischoff earlier, so we know the end game is Sonya Deville enters the Royal Rumble and is a full time wrestler. I think. I think the end game is she's a full time wrestler. I think Naomi's like one of the very few people that can win the Royal Rumble, and she doesn't need a real story. The story is she's Naomi. Like people lose their shit for Naomi. You know what I mean? Like people. Naomi is just gets the crowd going and she can win the rumble and be just fine. So that, that is an option they have. I just feel, I think, I think that's true. And I could very well see that being the case. It just feels like the way the storyline has gone, she has like no momentum. And I always like to see people have some kind of steam behind them even like new it's a compromise but not dramatic time level of like being forced and like oh you, you clearly know this person's winning whereas now here naomi i could easily see that but she's getting screwed over at every turn so it's almost like the anti-dramatic fact but she's gotten screwed over so much they almost feel like that's gonna happen and my preference is like have them pick up some wins that way they, they enter the royal rumble and they like they're like a, a legitimate contender um and we're not really seeing that unfold right now and and 
if that's kind of the saving grace, it has to end with her winning the title at WrestleMania. Um, oh, and I hope it would, but I don't trust that it would. So I, I remain pretty pretty skeptical of of whatever endgame they're they're heading toward here. So um, I know uh, betting odds right now favor, oddly enough, Brock Lesnar for the men's Royal Rumble and Alexa Bliss for the uh, women's Royal Rumble. I don't think either one of them win. I think look, as long as Charlotte Flair has a breath in her body and is in any match of any kind, she's the favorite. Yeah. And I think for the men's, I honestly it's up in the air. Yeah. Um, but I think Naomi is at least an option, and yes, I agree. The story is old and tired, and they need to move on. Do you want to point out from Brian Everett here? So, this is increasingly bothering me. Uh, why isn't Naomi's husband, uh, she's married to Jimmy, I believe? Because, so here's the thing you're you know, you, you're in a nice, committed relationship, aren't you? you I bet I am. Do you really think you she could do her own thing, right? And you could do your thing. Like, she doesn't have to be doing exactly what you're doing. Okay, but true, very true. Uh, independence is good. Uh, but, Robert, they it's it's not the same, all right? They work at the same place. Well, Ra- uh, Jimmy, Jimmy is in a place of, of influence, and let alone Roman Reigns. So Jimmy could... They're, they're a family, Robert. Come on. No, they are, they are a family, but I also think it's... Naomi needs to come to a decision, and she needs to have a moment where she says, all right, I see what you're doing, and now I want to be a part of it. I am choosing to be a part of it. I am choosing to reap the benefits of being in the bloodline. Because... She can legitimately say, I'm Naomi. I do my own thing. The crowd loves me. I don't need to do what you're doing, but I will support what you're doing because I know you love your family. She needs to make that decision for herself. And I have just told a better story than they will ever tell with, with these characters. That's the frustrating part. We can sit here and be like, oh, they should do this, and they won't. But... Oh, that said, again, it's like, I don't know what the end game is. Uh, Eddie pointing out maybe you could have uh, Sonya enter the Rumble and kind of screwing him over again and then have a ball-off match. We know they'll have a match next week. We've already seen them have a match, though, and, and Sonya weaseled her way out of it. So I don't really know how having a match next week is really any different. But shout-out to DJ saying, just like Veer, Sonya Deville's Day of Reckoning is coming. So hopefully it arrives sometime soon. I mean... <laughs> Uh, Sarav came before Beer did. Beer is Beer can last quite a long time apparently because he just ain't gonna. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, DJ again now thinking of the end game here, wondering uh, what if Sonya wins the Rumble by Sonya boost of power? I don't know how that would really work. I, mean, I, could, I could imagine that happening. Um, I say this I, all the time, but it's the one story I really want them to tell. And that's everybody's eliminated before the number 30 entrant. And then whomever number 30 is just walks in and is like, points at the sign, I'm going to WrestleMania. That'd be a really cool thing to do for Sonya because she's got the power. But I guess, you know, we'll see where the story's going. You know, I got a, a Tony, Tony Karan here asking who Veer is. I'll tell you who he is. He's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for me, Veer uh, is the best thing on Raw these days, bar none, because uh, it is just fantastic how he just can't No, Vince coming. McMahon is the best thing on Raw these days. Basically, 
threatening to abuse Austin Theory and then take a selfie and send it to his mother is the best thing going on for all these days. Shout out to Michael here saying we're talking about Naomi and Jimmy saying and he's comparing it to Seth and Becky. They're doing they're, they're doing separate things. Can't mix business with pleasure, or can you? Suggestive face emoji. <laughs> so I think again, <laughs> oh, I think you man. can mix business with pleasure. I just think you need to come to the agreement that you want to mix business with pleasure. And they need to reach that agreement soon because otherwise, I think they're just going to keep spinning their wheels. As we saw the night, but otherwise, we talked on the ma- about the main event. I think you know, pretty, pretty uh, top, top and bottom heavy show, I guess. Where like the, the beginning was cool, the end was cool, ever in between. Oh, and then you know, Jeff Jarrett popping up, cool. Eric Bischoff, pretty cool. Uh, yeah. But otherwise, a lot, a lot of meth for me. What do you think about tonight's show, Robert? A lot, a lot of meth for me, and we are getting the hook indeed. So uh, I'll just wrap that up here nicely and say I'll give it a six. I would agree, and I want to rate. I I want to rate it higher. I thought the main event was good. I thought the the Roman stuff stuff was good. Um, maybe not. Maybe the Roman stuff maybe not quite as good as usual because he didn't really say much. He was that was really kind of driven by Seth and everything. Natural with an eight. Um, for me, I, I would say I mean, an eight's pretty good, but for me, uh, a pretty pretty below average SmackDown. The Royal Rumble, Robert, is not uh, not this Saturday. Next Saturday. So we're running out of time. And as I was saying earlier, Brown is six point five as well. I. I was comparing it to, to Drew McIntyre. I don't feel like there's any real solid favorite in the men's match this year. The women, you could see some. We've talked about it before. Michael with an eight for SmackDown tonight. Um, I don't think, like, I really struggle to think of anybody that realistically uh, sitting here today, other than uh, we talked about on the roster, we may have talked about it when we last spoke, unless they have the loser of, of Roman and Brock win it. I, I'm struggling to think of who, who it really might be. Well, I won't put anything past anyone yet. I am saying Charlotte Flair for the women's and for the men's. I say we'll see. I hear Undertaker's in town. I will Get never count. No. I will never count. Like, look, there <laughs> are win? certain. To win, Robert? Why? Why not? I mean, it'd be fun. WrestleMania is in, in Dallas. In, in Texas. Itself, I mean, you know, one more I'm time. not saying he will win. I'm saying don't count him out. Fair um, enough. Can't count anything out. Not these days. Not now. Because who else do you have? There's like Damian Austin Priest. Theory. We're getting a bunch of picks for Austin Theory here. Austin Theory is going to WrestleMania to be stunned by Stone Cold Steve Austin. And, but, and potentially Vince McMahon gets one more stunner. That would be, that'd be pretty darn cool. But... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Charlotte is my most realistic pick at this point. Bailey, if she's ready to go, is not like my one A, one B. There, Charlotte, I would say. Um, otherwise, it's one of those things where once it happens, it's gonna feel so obvious. Yeah. But until then, we really don't know. You know, I just not anybody. I think of a guy like Drew McIntyre. If he's recovered in time, that wouldn't really like. That doesn't feel like mania. You roll rumble to mania, kind of like that feels pretty flat. Um, Biggie just lost the title. Like that, that, I feel we need to draw that out more. I'm just not really seeing it right now, and I, that's unfortunate because usually, again, I like to kind of think. I like the direction of like, okay, at least ideally I have a couple of like pretty good options. And here today, I'm like, I can't even think of really one like that, that could really like be the guy. And then that's it's unfortunate. Yeah. That's WrestleMania season, Robert. 
Come I on. see Sean Smith saying double J in the Rumble. I, okay, I, I thought already that as well. Look, I already talked earlier in the episode about how much I love Jeff Jarrett. I, I'm all for Jeff Jarrett title win in 2022. I think it's the thing that needs to happen. At the very least, I think it's very, very possible, possible that he could be in the Rumble. He's a legend, a Hall of Famer. He deserves it. So I, I could easily see that even just for a little one, one off there. But more for SmackDown tonight, at the very least, in the, in the, in the short term. Do you think if not for Knoxville, he, he was uh, given some praise to earlier, uh, it would have been a four. But with Knoxville, it was a 7.5. So definitely some love for Giant Knoxville there. Herman with a seven. Roughly average score there. Laura Rock with a 5.9. Michael with a good 8 there as well. Um, you know, a bit of a range here. Brian Everett 6.5 as well. So average-ish kind of show tonight. Again, right, we're uh, going you know pretty full steam ahead here into the Rumble. Or if not full steam, we're, in terms of the time, we are right, right about uh, ready for the Rumble. Um, and again, it's just I don't doesn't really feel like it this year. I mean, the, the title matches are going to be good. I, I'm liking those, but the Rumble matches is, you know, now, now maybe hopefully things will heat up in the week ahead. And we'll be here to talk all about it, Robert, because actually, thankfully, next week should be good to go. Uh, no, G- no GCW on a Friday means we should be good to go for two fri- Fridays in a row for the first time in, in a minute, which is good. Uh, our apologies, everybody. We do our best with the scheduling here, but the wild world of wrestling never sleeps, never stops. So there's That's there's right. always just an abundance of things to cover. We do our very best. So on schedule permit, when the schedule permits, we do our best to be here on Fridays to talk about SmackDown, and it's always a blast to do so. Otherwise, uh, John and I are here on, on Mondays and Tuesdays to talk about Raw and NXT. If you're uh, part of Team AEW, as uh, some people, including, including myself, are, uh, the the two Dynamite dudes on a rampage, Marcus and Dominic, cover all things AEW, so make sure to check that out. Otherwise, we've got a great stream of interviews constantly coming at you guys. Bill Pritchard recently interviewed... Um, Goodness gracious, Moose, Mickey James, Jonah. I recently interviewed Matt Cardona. Lots of good stuff coming at you. Dominic D'Angelo recently interviewed MLW star Richard Holiday. So much good stuff constantly coming at you. So just leave a like, subscribe. We appreciate you. Shout out to Nesha, friend of the show, loyal supporter, saying that Monday is her birthday. I'll make sure to wish you a happy birthday on Monday, but in a, ahead of time. A very yeah, happy I'm, I'm not here on Monday, so I'll just say it. Happy birthday. I hope you have a great one. You know, thank you for being such a loyal follower of what we do here over on WrestleZone, and I hope your day is great. As a segue, I mean, Nasha, like many of you, are just so wonderful, so, you know, so supportive, and you tune in, and you listen to us week in, week out, and whenever you do, you know, if it's once, if it's every week, whatever it might be, we appreciate you so much. So, so, so much. Nasha, especially with your birthday, want to give you a shout out. You're always so, you, I feel like you listen to every show and that, that just really means a lot to me. You know, we wouldn't be here doing this show if not for you all. We, we're here to, to talk about the wrestling with you all, to enjoy it and to to make the most of it on a night like tonight when it wasn't that good, on a night like other nights when it is good. Anywhere, anywhere in between, we try our best to enjoy it nonetheless. And I mean, it means a lot to me to have you guys support the show, to, to, to chime in and, and share your thoughts because that makes it more fun for me. Robert, I'm sure you would agree because that makes it even easier to do the one thing we do here else's on Robert. I can't tell me what that is. I will get to that in one second. Ah. But you can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Dude Police. You can follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Dude Police. You should check out Fightful.com. What is going on at Fightful Select? Follow me on Instagram at Dude Police. Check me out tomorrow at around 2 Eastern over on Sports Kita doing the Royal Rumble Trivia Challenge. Maybe with some familiar faces. And yeah, you should probably do the one thing that you always do. 
Something that I know I do because it keeps me going even in these crazy, crazy times. And that is enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.